You're listening to The Mumbrella Cast. The Mumbrella Cast. Welcome to The Mumbrella Cast. I'm Damien Francis. My guest today is one of the most notable marketers in the travel and tourism industry in Australia. He's led the marketing charge for South Australia since the end of 2015, and in that time has shaken up the way the state approaches its campaigns and communication. He's also been through some pretty tough times, including the recent bushfire crisis and now the COVID-19 pandemic. He is, of course, South Australian Tourism Commission Executive Director of Marketing, Brent Hill, who has just been tapped for the top job at Tourism Fiji. Not the top marketing job, but the definitive top job as the CEO. A week before he departs SATC, he joins me on the Mumbrella cast. This is Brent Hill. Brent Hill, thanks for joining me on the Mumbrella cast. A bit of a swan song uh, for you and Mumbrella in terms of your uh, position as Executive Director of Marketing at uh, the South Australian Tourism Commission. Definitely, hopefully not the last interview you do with Mumbrella, but firstly, congratulations on your new position of CEO of Tourism Fiji. Thanks, Damo, mate. It's been a, a pleasure. Uh, my association with Mumbrella's run back a long time and I really appreciate everything you guys have done. So thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, mate. Now, I'm going to circle back to that towards the end of this uh, interview, but uh, I think what the listeners of the Mumbrella cast will know you best for, of course, is your work at uh, South Australian Tourism Commission, SATC. Uh, you've been there since the end of uh, 2015, I believe. Um, can you sum up your time there? Yeah, look, uh, you know, I, I feel very, uh, very proud of the, the work that we've done. I think, um, you know, I, I am from South Australia, so I'm very passionate about it. Um, but it's also a challenge working in South Australia. It's a smaller market, um, you know, where we're not as big as the Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane's of Australia. Um, so from that perspective, you really have to fight for everything you get. And I think that's the thing that I'm really proud of is that, you know, through my sort of five and a half years, I feel really pleased to have seen, you know, how our industry has um, grown uh, and, and gone from strength to strength. I think the infrastructure and investment that's come into SA has been really strong um, and we've really proven, you know, our worth and, and done some great things. So, um I feel really proud of the team, you know, looking at the team and how, you know, how much they've, you know, come on and developed and what they can do. And I feel like, you know, it's it's an amazing opportunity for me now to leave um, the organisation where it's, you know, not always possible, but to leave an organisation in a better place than when you started and to feel like it's in really good hands. So, um, yeah, I feel very proud. Yeah, and you've worked in uh, in the industry at some of the most challenging times. But even leaving that aside, I think one of the things that people in the industry will say is uh, potentially the most challenging thing they could ever have done is work with government. Whether you're yes. a marketer or whether you're agency side, it can be uh, supposedly quite difficult. You've had sure. now five or so years of experience doing it. Is it is it the hardest thing you could possibly do? Look, it's it's definitely not easy. That's that's for sure. I think um, the in our case, I think one of the reasons our secret to our success was, you know, had a fantastic CEO who believed in in what we were doing from a marketing perspective um, all the way through. And we we're fortunate that you know throughout our time we had you know pretty good ministers. We currently have the the premier as our minister, but yeah, to look to be honest, it's um, incredibly difficult to be creative. Because 
there's there's so many approval processes and um, and people that get involved that try and ultimately sort of it, it crushes that creativity. So so again, that's one of the things that I feel really pleased with is that we built up our creativity um, credentials over time. So we we were allowed to be more and more creative because they could see the results. So you know, the more creative we got, the the better the results were coming. And that sort of back us in, but but yeah, look, there's no doubting it's it's difficult, and you know probably you end up having to employ a few guys in the team to actually work just with government to get through that sort of bureaucracy type stuff as well, which is always a bit of a challenge. But to some degree, Damo, when I look at it, um, you know, I used to work in banking. We had to deal with you know ASIC, APRA, ACCC, all of that kind of stuff, legals. When I worked for telco and retail, there was. Lots of legals, lots of you know A triple C sort of implications. So regardless of what industry you're working in, there's always going to be some of that bureaucracy and procurement issues and all those kinds of things. And I think as as marketers and leaders, I think your job is to sort of go, yep, that's there, and we need to make sure that 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 is looked after. But don't forget, you're here to talk to the customer because that's the thing that gets lost in all this. Is people go, um, you know, this has got to satisfy the political leaders or whatever and I go well at the end of the day they're not the tourists so um yeah I've tried to sort of hold to that philosophy the whole time uh how many of those arguments or let's call them debates discussions whatever you will how many of those do did you win like did you were you able to push through on the campaigns you really wanted to see run yeah look I'd say the majority we didn't win them all um and you know there's some work that uh there's some really good work that never made um the light of day uh, but yeah, we, we were, we were pretty successful in winning, you know, most, most of our, uh, arguments, but, um, yeah, like I said, not all. That fascinates me because some of the campaigns that we have seen from you and your team and your agency partners have been fascinating and quite yeah. cut through particularly for, uh, you know, a marketing team working with, with the government. So I'd love to have seen what didn't get through. That would have been great. Um, but uh, maybe we can open that up at, at some stage in the future. But uh, yeah, look, yeah. in terms of the the creative uh, you did, I'd love to spend a bit of time talking uh, about that. There were some crackers there. If you don't yeah. mind, let's start with Old Mate, which probably got the most feedback, positive and negative, uh, yeah. from the audience. Uh, having put that out and, and uh, other um, sort of follow-on campaigns, what are your thoughts on that campaign? Would you have done anything different? Yeah, look, it's it's interesting one because obviously um, doing that in the construct of of where we work, I think um, there's a couple of things. First of all, uh, I don't regret doing it at all. Um, second thing, would I change the way I, I did some things? Yeah, for sure. Like, and and we probably have learned that over the journey about you know releasing a campaign and and managing some of the the comms. But the core philosophy of that campaign was essentially, you know, we kept looking at data, we kept looking at insights that were showing that, hey, we were making gradual inroads, um, but there still was this lack of awareness of what Adelaide had to offer. And we sort of felt like, you know, we need to sort of kind of drop a bit of a truth bomb out there. And and the core philosophy of that ad um, was basically to say, Hey, look! If you haven't been to Adelaide, you're just going to get there at some point. You got to come now. But we knew we had to do it in a way that was um, going to, you know, drive drive some awareness. And 
the amazing thing was, you know, when you look at all the stats and all the data, the amount of heads that got turned towards Adelaide, even even accounting for the fact that, you know, a quarter of those were negative, um, it, it actually then preceded probably the next, you know, six months of the strongest um, tourism that we've uh, we've ever had in our in our history. So, I think from that perspective, um, there's some people that would argue and say, you know, it it it, um, it drove negative connotations. But from my perspective, it just it made people look at Adelaide. We had every breakfast show, every news show, whatever was running it, playing it, looking at it. So you know, our web traffic traffic was going through the roof and people who had, hadn't looked at Adelaide before all of a sudden start getting exposed to Adelaide. And probably the the genius of it, I think, Damo, was um, from the team's perspective was the fact that we captured all that traffic. So, you know, we had a whole bunch of material lined up so that as soon as anybody looked at anything online or socials or whatever to see what this ad was all about, um, then we could start feeding them, you know, normal advertising if you like and so they were getting all this amazing you know south australian footage adelaide footage um and the numbers went through the roof and and i'm not you know at the end of the day i'm not going to apologize for driving really really strong um results and sometimes you sort of got to go out there and and do something a bit different so you know would i do it again yes i'd do it again would i sort of change just a little bit around the approach of of how i went about it yeah i would I'm absolutely sure everyone's uh, seen that uh, creative, but if they haven't, for the benefit of them and uh, a little bit more publicity for you, Brent, I'm going to ask our producer, Xander, to drop it in right here. Don't feel sorry for old mate. It's his own damn fault he didn't visit Adelaide sooner. Now, also, I'd love to ask you about the the, the follow through with that in terms of your team, in, in terms of the people you're working with, because like you said, you, you've got a bit of negative feedback from that. You've obviously also driven a lot of good results from that as well, though. But that negative feedback can be quite hard to, to take sometimes, particularly yeah. when it's blown up in, in the way it has in terms of the amount of publicity you got from it. How did you sort of deal with, with that and, and maybe some questions, you know, internally a, a, about geez, did we make the right call or it feels yeah. a bit heavy at the moment? Yeah, look, exactly right. So, um, you know, I, we always had a, a plan as well that, you know, if if um, it got the attention that we thought it would get, that that we had um, this sort of suite of assets that would follow it up. So um, you might recall that we dropped a, a trailer, if you like, um, the week leading up to the AFL grand final that the old mate was coming back. And then actually in the grand final, we did the ad um, of where he comes back with his mates and, you know, has a really good time. And so so we always had this plan of like that it would morph and grow and and so on once we saw what the reaction was. Um, but because, the, um, you know, just that level of awareness would just blew up after the first one, um, we had to sort of, yeah, definitely deal with um, some of the guys in the team that perhaps lost their nerve a little bit sort of going, geez, like, you know, this, this, you know, cause you can't plan for something to go viral. It's never viral if you plan for it. It just goes that way. Right. So some of the guys in the team were like, you know, holy cow, this is, this has gone massive. Like we literally had a spend budget of, of probably a million bucks um, that we had for that campaign as a whole. And, and we would have spent under a hundred thousand because it was just being shown everywhere. It was all over socials, et cetera, et cetera. So, so we didn't have to pay anything um so definitely the guys there was 
I would say, you know, quite a few of the guys in the team were like, yep, this is what we expected, heads down, bum up, let's like capitalise on all this traffic. And then the other half was sort of like, whoa, like some of these headlines are pretty heavy, Brandon. You're doing okay in there, mate. <laughs> so, um, but again, you know, hats off to like, you know, my CEO, he was amazing. He, he was like, look, you know, the numbers are there. We can see it coming in. It's strong. Um, so he, he really stayed the course. Um, but, yeah, look, there's definitely there was moments there where I think when people didn't fully understand what we were trying to do, um, and particularly locals, South Australians. So South Australians naturally, you know, we're a wonderful uh, bunch of people, very passionate, but we've got this sort of underdog status in South Australia. So I think the strongest reaction was actually from locals because they were like, oh, you're making us look like, you know, silly again, you know. Um, and we were like, no, no, we're actually putting uh, South Australia and Adelaide on the map um, So and getting people to look at us. So actually most people from Sydney and Melbourne like, yeah, fair enough, nice call, I like it, I, I appreciate the message. You know, we had guys like Waleed Ali on the project saying it was, you know, the best way to get a message off he'd ever seen and, you know, those kinds of things which were, which were really great. Um, but actually for some of our guys, walking around in um in Adelaide and people going, you know, what the hell are you do you guys doing? That was um that was a bit of fun. But uh yeah, perhaps as I said before, that would be some of the things that I would probably control a little bit better was, you know, some of the message to locals to explain what we're doing. Like we we literally did just drop it out there by stealth. Yeah, there's a few times where I was uh, on the verge of shooting you a quick email going, geez mate, you how are you hanging in there? That was that's a bit heavy. But um look and also, a uh, similar situation, you know, checking in on, on how you guys were going in terms of, you know, the the bushfires. Um, yes. Now, that was something where, you know, you came to, to the Mumbrella retreats that, that we did. And I remember flying back home from that, from Tasmania, over the yep. south coast of New South Wales. And it was, I think it was 8.30 at night. And literally seeing the whole of the south coast lit up in, in fire. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely um astounding like how how large it was now of course that affected south australia significantly uh as well um but you and your team and, and agency partners were super quick in getting the book them out campaign going i think Jul uh, january 2020 you had dropped that uh how did that all come about and how the hell did you actually get everyone around the table mm -hmm. that quickly uh, again going back to the fact you're working with government to, yeah. to you know deploy that yeah look i mean that, that's the proudest uh i've uh, work i've ever done really in my life damo i think you know when we've we we conceived that so quickly put it into market the response was unbelievable and um you know we, because you know tourism it's like a family really a lot of these guys we know them really well we know them by name um you know we've shared with their business going forward so to see you know some of these guys um you know, in tears and, and you know, we literally went across to Kangaroo Island. There were still fires burning. It was it was safe enough to go in certain areas, but, um, you know, there was a lot of smoke around and all the rest of it, and we were going to see some of these guys and literally have some of them just hug, you know, hold on to me because, you know, it was somebody that they knew that they, they could see cared about them and just let it all out because, you know, it's we're, we're so – um, good in Australia about being strong and resilient, but also sometimes it's it's okay just to let it all out. And and I really felt 
then at that time, you know, I've got to do something to really help these guys. So uh, I'll, I'll never forget, actually, I think it was January the 3rd. Um, we we had a whole bunch of guys that were on, on you know, holidays, um, you know, lots of tans, board shorts, and pulled everybody in um, into the office, uh, even though everyone was on holidays. And we got into the boardroom and we just said whatever you're doing because you know everyone's busy everyone's got things on but I pulled everyone into the boardroom and just said um this is all we're going to do um nothing else matters as much as this right now so this is all we're going to do so um we then just went round and sort of allocated what people needed to do and um you know one of my guys uh lived on Kangaroo Island for about uh, two to three weeks and their sole job was just to work with operators and talk to them and ask them what they needed um we had a camera crew that went over um, the next day, so January 4th, they went over and, and talked to operators. And I think the biggest thing for me was that we spoke to, the reason why it worked so well was that we spoke to the operators and said, what do you want? So it wasn't actually from us because I was. that's the thing I was nervous about was like, hey, do they really want tourists? Um, and they said, no, we're passionate about this place. You know, we're still here. We're still battling. Um we want to still show people what we do and it's our only way out of this. Um, so anything you can do that keeps people, you know, coming here. And then we realised that the Australian public wanted to do more than just, you know, donate. Um, they wanted to sort of really show their um, their love for their common man, which is a beautiful thing. Like, I mean, it, it, it really enhanced my view of, you know, humanity because when the chips were down, everyone, um, you know, really geared up. And, you know, the offers of help flew from everywhere. So we got media a lot cheaper. We got all these amazing offers from people. Um, you know, businesses would say, yep, we're going to put that, book them out, stuff up. You know, we had, you know, 50,000 people at Adelaide Oval for a charity cricket match and they all wore, book them out on the um, jerseys, you know, celebrities putting their hand up saying, yep, we'll put the message out. Um, it, it was it was absolutely incredible. And just to see people then sharing photos of going to some of these places that were affected in the Adelaide Hills and Kangaroo Island saying, I've gone up here because I want to help these guys and I know that my money by coming up here is going to help them. Um, you know, it, it was so special. I still feel emotional now talking about it because, you know, to see people sharing stories of how they'd never seen so many people in their little village in the Adelaide Hills um, was such a beautiful response and, and I'm very, very proud that we played a role in that. That was uh, just really significant work to to get it out there that quickly. Um, how did you feel though? Three months later, when yeah. coronavirus comes in, I think we got the the travel marketing summit done just in time, which uh, you've been a, a part of many years uh, actually. Um, but how did you then deal with that? You know, you've picked uh, you've picked tourism up a bit with, with um, book them out and. Yeah, you've just had the world come crashing down again. Yeah, interestingly, with that, I was at, I was actually in Los Angeles. Um, so we were over in LA with uh, Tourism Australia. We did an event over there um, a, around the bushfires because obviously America had a lot of sensational media, sort of saying you know Australia had burnt to the ground. Um, so we sort of went over there to to tell the the actual message. And while we were over there, we kept hearing about, you know, this uh, virus that was emanating from, from China and, um, you know, it sounded really bad. And we um, 
we were going around as a group to a, to a lot of media. By the time we got to the final day, um, I was there with Pip Harrison, Susan Colkill, the you know CEO and, and Chief Marketing Officer of Tourism Australia. And we just had a bit of a, a catch up on stage, and we said, "Yeah, this this could be worse. This could be worse than the bushfires." And it couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe that something like was going to come. Um, I had no idea of the magnitude of it. I remember at the time I thought we might lose a little bit of Asia coming in, um, but just had no idea. And then, of course, we saw all the images from, you know, Italy and America and, and it just went nuts from there. And, and here we are. I mean, 18 months on, it's, it's, it's staggering to think that where we started, if you actually go back to the start of COVID, you know, the, the Prime Minister was saying, you know, we've got to keep things open, got to keep moving, et cetera, et cetera, and you change that, you know, fast forward and all of a sudden it's like, no, we've got lockdowns and it's not a race and now it is a race and all the rest of it. So, I, look, no one's no one's had experience in this. I think that's one of the things. I think no one's had the experience of dealing with a global pandemic like this before, but um, hopefully we're getting uh, a better understanding of how to actually really truly deal with it. And so, again, hats off to the guys on my team, the industry, et cetera, we just – you know, pivoted is such an overused word, but the guys just got creative with how we could get our message out and keep things going. And at the end of the day, again, it was just a very simple strategy. How do we keep our industry going? That was it. Like one objective, everything was geared around that. So going back to, you know, keeping things going, and how how you actually get through this? We're we're sitting here, middle of twenty twenty one now. It's still yeah. going. South Australia's done relatively well by comparison to to the other states. Um, you know, I'm sitting here in lockdown now in Sydney. Melbourne's just gone down in, into lockdown. Uh, the, the number of cases recorded in South Australia have been comparatively small, um, and life is relatively normal. But obviously, you're not getting that influx of tourists in internationally or you know for the most yeah. part domestically how how do you get through that what have you been you know doing the last year and a half to sort of keep the morale going and and you know keep pushing on yeah again i think look the biggest thing was that similar to that book them out thing where we sort of you know stopped everything got everybody into the boardroom and sort of refocused everybody um you know if i look at my international team or what was my international team you know, half those guys are now working on domestic strategy. Um, other half are working on sort of projects. So it's just repurposing people and giving them something really meaningful to do. And we didn't we didn't take long with that. We didn't sort of go, you know, this is going to like let's just wait and see whatever. We sort of went, hey, this has got long term implications. So let's make the change. We'll deal with it. Let's go. Um, uh, the most successful thing that I'm incredibly proud of is is the uh, Great State Voucher Scheme that we've now had four of those. We've got um, you know more to come, of course. So that's injected something like 66 million into the economy. Um, I was talking to some hotel operators yesterday. Um, with all the craziness, you know, as soon as the lockdowns happen, cancellations come in left, right, centre, as you can imagine, and. You know, they're dealing with occupancies uh, between 60 and 80%. And the same uh, hotel group in Canberra, Sydney, Melbourne was a single digit um, with a maximum of 12% occupancy. So, you know, it's 
it's an amazing thing that we we actually so again sat down around a, a table and said what is going to make the most difference how can we actually do this and we actually invented a whole new market because Adelaideans um, had never stayed in a city hotel I don't know how many times you've sort of gone hey let's go into like the middle of Sydney and go and stay once. in a hotel right? just once <laughs> so it's not a normal thing it's not something you normally do and so all of a sudden we sort of went well you can't go anywhere else. Um, we played up a little bit of like a few of the new things because we were lucky enough to have a few new hotels um, and put it out there and the response was absolutely incredible. So, um, again, I, I love the fact that we were able to come up with the idea, we were able to then execute it, get it into market quickly. It's making a difference and, um, you know, we've, we've got things in our kit bag that we can keep wheeling out that really make a difference. I don't want to dwell too much on on coronavirus, so I'll move swiftly on to to something different, but uh, arguably just as challenging. Uh, I, I figure I may as well throw all the hard questions at you now. It's, it's the last time I can do That's it. Right. SATC. Yes, um, you mentioned before South Australians, very passionate people as South Australians. They're you know very loyal people. Um, now, I think where that's probably come most to the fore in terms of our industry is when it comes to agency changes um, and during your tenure. <laughs> I wish people could see the video. of It's a wry smile on your face that's just popped up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably don't even have to finish the question for you, but for the benefit <laughs> of the audience, I'll finish the, the question. Look, you've clearly been through uh, a number of uh, agency changes, as anyone does uh, over their tenure and over the, the life mm -hmm. of brands. Um, we, we just saw SATC uh, moving to CARA for, for media, CARA uh, Adelaide, um, and, and there's been other changes, the, the biggest of which, of course, was to, to TBWA uh, from um, uh, KP, uh, KWP. Sorry. Um, how have you dealt with that and particularly when you get some of those challenging questions around you need to support more South Australian agencies? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, that's the thing. I'm very passionate about South Australia but I'm also passionate about the best work and, the, and great work and it's very narrow-minded. I don't think it will actually help anywhere if we actually just become myopic and, and, and um, perhaps reward for no other reason than just the fact that, you know, they operate in the same state. Like my, my thing has always been if I look around the tourism industry and I speak to the wineries and the amazing producers and the tourism experiences, all of those guys want to be the best in Australia. They don't want to just be the best in the state and they don't want people to come because of charity or, yep, you know, you're South Australian so, okay, I'll come and see you and it turns out to be a crap experience. They go, I want to be the best I can be and attract everybody and the the fact that I'm South Australian should make you proud because I'm doing the best job. So from my perspective, it, it was so crystal clear to me that if we got an agency that could help really push us forward, um, could, you know, do great work that were, you know, quite disruptive um, and dynamic and do, you know, incredible things and go along with what we wanted to do with the brand, that that would result in more employment, more exposure, you know, more results. And so from that perspective, you know, KWP, I'd, I'd worked with them for about 11 years. I, great friends with lots of them. Um, but we were just getting a little bit, you know, distant from each other in terms of what we wanted to do. Um, and we went through a process and in that process, you know, it was 
quite starkly obvious at the time and and um you know we had a number of you know incredible agencies and you have to go with the best um if you go through a process with that you have to go with the best and the truth of it is as well that South Australian companies do get a leg up. They do get an advantage when you go through a scoring process. But, um, you know, the difference was still strong enough that, you know, it warranted making the change. And at the end of the day, I would say to anybody anywhere, um, just concentrate on being the best you can be and then that pride, you know, comes comes after that. So, you know, I always said to the guys in in the team, um, you know, aspire to win the Mumbrella Awards, aspire to win the B&T Awards, et cetera, um, because, you know, that's the best results in the country. And I think we've gotten um, over the years, you know, South Australians have gotten really good at patting themselves on the back for winning, you know, oh, we're the best in, in the state. Um, and it's like, well, you know, that's a closed uh, sandbox that you're playing in. Um, so just try and be the best you can in the country or, in fact, the world, do great work. And then you can be celebrated as a great South Australian doing great things. So I think that's where it came from. The, the um, again, that re- um, reaction was just, yeah, it was it was way over the top. It got political. It shouldn't it shouldn't be a political thing. Tourism, in my view, doesn't have a whole lot to do with politics. I think at the end of the day, do I care whether it's Labor or Liberal who's in power? No, I don't. Um, I have a single minded goal, which is drive tourists to South Australia, um, which is going to drive jobs, drive investment, et cetera, for whatever political party is is in power. And it became a political thing when it shouldn't have been. You're right. It did get political. I, I think, uh, you know, there was a lot going on on LinkedIn in, in, in particular. And I, I was uh, I was interested to see that you replied to to pretty much all of those comments, which, yeah. was, which was great, you know, to see that communication Going back and forth and, and seeing the, the belief in in the um in the decisions, yeah, you've got to own your decisions that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'll draw you away from SATC now, knowing that I'm winding down the the, the clock a bit uh, in terms of the time we have with you. Um, but the the role of CEO at uh, Tourism Fiji that that that's a big role, particularly at, like we are doing in Australia, bringing Fiji out of coronavirus soon, yeah. hopefully, like the like the rest of the world coming out of it. Um, what made you want to take on such a large role? Yeah, I think I think Damo, you know, for for my wife and I, we had always wanted to, um, you know, live uh, a big life, I guess, if you like, and and we we are very much people that invest in experiences, not stuff, if you like. So. Um, there'd always been that sort of nagging desire to to, to go and, um, and see and, and perhaps test ourselves some, somewhere else and explore somewhere else. And So you're um, like uh, Elon Musk and you live in a little box at the side of the SATC <laughs> office? Is this the <laughs> – but you've got no, a space. We've got a shack down by the beach, mate. That's that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, it was, it was like um, I guess, yeah, we just – yeah, we wanted to sort of go um, – you know, let, let's go and see a bit more of the world. We are we are travellers. I've always loved um, travel. I love experiences. Um, and it's also one of those things where the, the opportunity to be a CE in a marketing-based organisation is is um, a rare thing. And, and so I feel very humbled by the opportunity. Um, you know, Fiji is a beautiful place, incredibly beautiful people. They're really going through a really tough period right now. Um, we're going to need, you know, every bit of resilience and toughness and creativity that we can get. 
Um, but, you know, what an amazing product, what an amazing place. And, yeah, I, I honestly just wanted to be able to, you know, one day um, be sitting back on a, a, a deck with a, a gin and tonic looking out of the sunset and go, you know, I lived a, a pretty interesting life um, and this is part of that journey. So um, looking forward to it. What makes you think that uh, you're sort of well prepared for, for a CEO role coming from a, a marketing role? Because you don't see that very yeah. often. Um, so, yeah, what, what sets you up for this CEO role? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, first of all, go right back to, you know, uni days. I was uh, a commerce graduate. So, you know, um, I know a lot of marketers say, oh, you know, numbers, you know, scare me. I'm, I, I'm the opposite. I, I really am into, um, you know, the numbers. I, I love looking at, um, you know, the budgets and the, the data and, you know, the digital side and the analytics really excites me. So I've got that sort of nerdy side, if you like, but I love the creativity and, and I'll never lose that sort of marketing side. And I think at the end of the day, a role like this, CEO of Tourism Fiji, at its core, it's uh, an organisation that's geared around how do you get people to Fiji and that requires creativity and thinking. But at the same time, you know, being the CE, you've got the opportunity to, um yeah, be a little bit more expansive in in you know talking to airlines and talking to partners and so on. And I'm I'm really interested around people and and growing people as well. So that's that's the side that I'm I'm super interested in. You know, I know I've already got um, I've spoken to a number of the guys. I've got a great team there. I'm really looking forward to pitching in with them and and um, just making them be the best individuals they can be. And if they do that, you know, we'll get the results. Do you think more CMOs really should be taking that step up to, to CEO? Is this like a missed opportunity for, for boards and yeah. big companies? I really do. I mean, it's like, you know, why should a CEO always be the person that comes from the accounting background or finance side? Um, you know, in my case, for example, going to Tourism Fiji, there's a, a very stable, um, talented CFO there. So I'm sure I'm going to work really closely with him, um, you know, to make sure all the numbers are right. But at the end of the day, if you've got high emotional intelligence, as as a lot of marketers do, and you've got a lot of creativity, um, why why can't more marketers step up and be CEOs? Because if you think about it, if you think about a lot of the things that we've talked about today, you've got to lead from the front with a lot of those things. You've got to stand up there, own your decision, you know, make the tough call, make the brave call, and then own it and then communicate it really well. And so marketers are used to doing all of those things. And as a CEO, that's your job. You know, you're at the head head of the organisation, the head cheerleader, if you like, championing your people, championing your industry. Um, so why not? Why, why can't more marketers be CEOs for sure? So is, uh, is old mate going to take a, a little trip over to Fiji? <laughs> mate, if uh, if he came over, I think I'd just gently uh, give him a G&T and sit him by the pool, but uh, I think he's done. He's retired. Nice work. Uh, look, I'll, I'll end uh, on a, a bit of a general question, Brent. In terms of you know, we're still in a, a pretty tough time for the for the travel and tourism sector globally and as well in, in yeah. Australia. But um, what do you think the most important thing is for marketers and, and their agency partners to be thinking of and, and doing right now as we hopefully come towards the the end of this pandemic? Yeah, look, the, the overarching mantra is always around that creativity. Like, you know, do not be boring. Um, do not wash down your message uh, because of external noise. Be focused on your objective and continue to be creative. Like that, at the end of the day, you know, marketers need to be brave. 
Um, you need to put things out there that get noticed. Um, there is so much marketing material out there. So make sure that, you know, yours is the one that is getting noticed. And then when it is getting noticed, importantly, like we saw, like we were discussing with old mate, make sure you've got all of this other stuff built around it to capitalise on that. Because if you just do something for, you know, the PR headline, it won't do the job. Um, so understand what it is that you're there to do um, and then go have fun with it. Like at the end of the day, marketing should be fun, should be interesting. Um, so so go and do it. So um, can I just say as well, mate, just in closing from my perspective, the other thing I would say to people is, um, you know, keep working with organisations like Mumbrella. You guys, you know, when I look at my career, Mumbrella um, has been a huge part of my career. It, it helped me get to the next level. We we aspired. We had the aspiration of of winning awards with Mumbrella. That was something we put up on the wall and said, "Let's do this." Um, we tried year after year after year, and we didn't we didn't quite get there. We made lots of shortlists, and then we finally cracked it a couple of times. And it was a very sweet feeling. And um, you guys took an interest in what we were doing, and that isn't always the case in Adelaide and South Australia. So. Um, I, I owe a great debt to you guys. Thank you so much for your interest in, in what we have, have done. And um, I really feel like Mumbrella has been a, a big part of my career and, and you guys have done a lot for me. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, mate. You, you, you're more than welcome. It's been a pleasure following the um, the, the trials, tribulations, and joys and success of yourself and, and SATC and congratulations on, like you said, the cracking the, the Mumbrella Awards and, and bringing home a, a couple of big ones. Uh, that was great to see as well. But uh, thank you so much for the time on the Mumbrella cast. Like I so say, hopefully not the last time that, that we have you featured on the digital pages of Mumbrella. Uh, congratulations on the new role and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. That was Brent Hill, Executive Director of Marketing at the SATC and incoming CEO for Tourism Fiji. Stay tuned on Thursday for another Mumbrella cast featuring the latest news from the media and marketing industry and an interview with Nat Harvey, Director of Sales at Seven. Remember to subscribe to the Mumbrella cast on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest episodes as they drop. I'm Damien Francis. Thanks for listening.